0: in churches to pastor churches. For which in Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, let's uh, all be seated. The title of my message this morning is A Man of God Among the Heathen. A Man of God Among the Heathen. You know, uh, I thought about this. You know, Paul didn't go to the beach Paul, Paul was carried to Athens from Berea. You know, they had beat him up in Berea. They had beat him so bad that they had to carry him and, and the closest place they had to carry him was to Athens. They took him there and they sat him down. And first thing he did, he looked around him and saw what was going on. You know, you um, How many? How many people really sit when they go somewhere, visit, or anywhere, and sit and look around and see what's going on? You know, and uh, you know, if 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 you don't take that notice, then you know you're not doing what God would have you do. God tells us to be careful. Watch, watch, watch what's going on around us and such as that. And uh, I know a lot of people have told me it's none of my business what goes on around me, but I want to tell you, folks, I have been in the same place with Apostle Paul because I've been places where I could not take what I saw going on around me. And I'll tell you, every time I look at Facebook, there's a lot on there that I can't take either that uh, i see this going on but the great apostle paul was a man of the word of god he was a man of the word of god and that's the reason that he did he thought he did now i don't know how bad paul was injured i don't know how bad he was hurt but i do know that he was taken to berea not not he didn't walk there on his own he was taken there and so uh, but But he was, he was a man of the word of God. I don't care if he was hurt. I don't care what had happened to him. I don't care if he was sick or whatever it was. He was still uh, a man of the word of God. And the reason is, is because he stand, he stood for the truth of the word and he was persecuted in every place he went because of that. Every place Paul went, Paul was left for dead in three different places. They just took they stoned him so bad they took him out and threw him on the side of the road in a ditch and left him for dead. And uh, three different places. And so Paul, Paul suffered and, and you know uh, mm-hmm. Paul was partially blind too, I believe he was. Some, some say that he wasn't, but, but I believe Paul was partially blind too, and, uh, and, but they still didn't care. They still didn't care. They still stoned him. It didn't make any difference whether he was blind or not. They still stoned him and took him. The thing that brought him to, to the mecca of heathenism, and that's what that's what Athens was at that time, which uh, I think sometimes Athens, Georgia, is a mecca of heathenism too. But at but at any rate, uh, this this Athens uh, was a mecca of heathenism. Was the Persecution at Berea is what brought him there. He was taken by the brethren from Berea to Athens. The apostle was waiting for the brethren, for for the brethren at Athens. While he waited, he saw the heathen at, at their religious work, and saw that they were completely given over to idolatry. He immediately began to dispute with the Athenians. Now you know we we get I, I've gotten I've gotten uh, ridicule before because I, I, I question people about what they believe, what they stand for. But the fact is, Paul here had no Paul. That, that was Paul's business. His business was to find out what was going on around him and what people were doing religiously. That was his business. They were diff- there, were, there were many different religions who met in the synagogue at the, uh, of the Jews. You wonder, you wonder how some of those Jews got really mixed up that Paul talked about in the book of Hebrews. Some of those Jews got really mixed up because they had some of, this, some of these religious. These with this religiosity was was in the, in the synagogue there in Athens the Jewish synagogue there in Athens there were many different religions who met in the synagogue there were the Epicureans and the Stoics now some of these some of you would think okay you really would well the Epicureans. The Epicureans believed the world came into existence by atoms, which formed together and covered a large area, and it became what is called the world. That's what the Epicureans believed. They were philosophers. That's what they believed about the world. In other words, they didn't believe in God, who was the creator of the earth. But the Stoics actually believed in God. They actually believed in God. Now, that would be okay for most of you. For some of you, that would be okay. They believe in God. They, do, they did mention God's name. The Stoics believed that there was one God, and the world was made by him, but here is the, the thing that d- d- destroys it. But the world was governed by fate. They believed that the world, the world governed itself. We all talk about, we, we make great uh, noise about the fact that, and that's good, that God is in control of everything, but they didn't believe God was in control of anything. Oh, they, they believed in God, but they didn't believe that God was a creator that was in control of his own creation. They believed that happiness lies in virtue, and in virtue has its own reward in eternity. That's what they believed. That's what they stood for. That's what those philosophers taught. As any can see, these philosophers, these philosophers were all wrong about the true and living God, which we worship today. Even though, yeah, the, the Stoics believed in God, and some people, some people, they even think that's okay. As long as they believe in God, that's fine. They're They're saved and going to heaven when they die. As long as they believe in God. Now, I'm going to tell you, folks, there's, there's going to be a lot of God-believers that are going to be in hell. I believe that. I believe that a lot of God-believers are going to be in hell. A lot of people say, well, I just believe in God. You know, the Bible says you have to trust the Lord Jesus Christ. And God is the one that has to draw you to him in order for you to be saved. <clears throat> What was the great uh, apostle's attitude toward this untruth? Well, I have three things I want to mention today about Paul. Why Paul did not agree with some of these people here. First of all, he was a preacher of the gospel. A true preacher of the gospel is not going to agree with sin. Never, ever is he going to agree with sin. He's not going to agree with. He's not going to get into sin. He's not going to agree with sin. Now, I'm not going to say. He doesn't sin because we find ourselves a lot of time doing things we shouldn't be doing. But we, we're, I'm thankful to God as I stated on Facebook one time. I'm thankful for grace. I'm thankful for grace because I want to tell you, if it wasn't for grace, God would still kill us today if we if we got caught in sin. Thanks be unto God today that he 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 watches out after us and. Thanks be unto God that we have an intercessor that he's an advocate that speaks in our behalf whenever we go to the throne of grace and we ask forgiveness for our sins and, and we repent of them. He forgives us for them. And Jesus died. And Jesus not only died for my past sins, but he died for my present sins and he died for my future sins. And there and there won't be there won't be any sin that i can commit right now that's going to send me to hell none ah you got people that live with live with the conscience of sin all their life but jesus paid it he paid the full price he paid the full ransom for you and me today if we're saved so he was a preacher of the gospel that's one thing paul was he was a preacher of the gospel he was a man who had been soundly converted from his own philosophy of untruth to serve the true and living God? Paul had some, before Paul was saved, he had some ideas that just was terrible. Paul had papers. Paul had papers owned when the Lord saved him on the road to Damascus. Paul had papers in his hand ready to take them and persecute Christians. He had, he, had them, he had them with him. Paul, Paul was a man with a definite calling from Christ to preach the gospel. You know, the problem we have today is a lot of people out there trying to preach a gospel that never was called. It was never called to preach the gospel. No, I'm not. I don't know who they are. I can't sit here and point out people that I know. But but I. But there are people out there that are trying to preach that wasn't called. I turned the TV on this morning before I left the house, and there was some woman preaching. Do You believe she was called? She was preaching the gospel. Do You believe she was called? I don't. I don't believe she was called because I don't believe God called any women to preach. I believe He called all men. He never called any women to preach. But yet, but yet I, yet, yet they was people. She had a congregation looked like two or three thousand people. Had one, one black man stood up and he said, Said, I was saved under her preaching and said, Lord, God's called me to preach too. And he took right over. She sat down, and he took right over. And he was preaching. Paul had no fear, was ready to face the untruth of the Greeks. He was a preacher who had one message and was never ashamed to tell the truth never ashamed of the gospel he said and he told the Rome he said I'm I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it's the power of God it's the dynamoos of God unto salvation he said I'm not ashamed of it I'm not not ashamed of of the gospel of Christ I'm not ashamed and I want to tell you folks I'm not ashamed of the truth either I'm going to sit there and tell you that. You folks know that here. You know that here at Landmark Baptist Church. I'm not ashamed of the truth. I'm not ashamed to preach it, even though I know that there's people who who don't really believe it. They say they do, but they don't show it. The second thing was he was prepared to preach to all he met. Paul told Timothy to preach, in, to preach the word in season and out of season. Always be ready to preach the word. Well, Paul was already, always ready to preach the word wherever he went. He didn't stand up and, and, and make a, a big philosophical speech. That's what they expect out of you. When I was at the University of Kentucky, I took a philosophy class. And the first thing that the the, the, the professor said, he would come walking out, long hair, had a robe down to his waist, beard, a face. Now, there's nothing wrong with being covered with a beard, Brother Sam. But he had a beard, a long beard down. And the first statement he made to about 250 students was in that class. first statement he made was, The nature of man has never been discovered. Guess what this preacher done? I raised my hand. He said, you got something to add to this? I said, I do. He said, what do you got to add to it? I said, the Bible says that the nature of man is depraved. He said, "You a preacher?" I said, "I am." He said, "Well, we're gonna have trouble." He still gave me an A for the class. I want to tell you, folks, that's where we, that's where we are now in the world today. I tell you, the world is more corrupt today than I've ever seen it. I've, as I told you, I've been pastoring fifty-four years today, and the world is more corrupt today than I've ever seen it. People are more corrupt. What you see them doing, they're more corrupt today. It's sad. It really is. It's really sad to to know that the world has got in the shape it has got in. And somebody said, "Well, I hope somebody can fix it." God's the only one can fix it. He's the only one can fix it. Well, you can't fix it. I can't fix it. Everybody says, preacher, do something. I can't fix it. Nothing I can do. The Bible says, while he, talking about Paul, while he waited, his spirit was stirred in him. Verse 16 of our text. I'll tell you, folks, you you don't know what it's like until the spirit starts stirring you. You don't know what it's like as a pastor until the Spirit starts stirring you. You get sometimes, I'm not, as, I'm not as active in the pulpit as I used to be because I'm not able to be. But I want to tell you folks, you folks know I've gotten excited before. What a great blessing it is to look around you and the Spirit stir you You've got to tell somebody something. You've got to go and talk to somebody. You've got to let them know what you believe and what you stand for. That's what I've told you all. I've told you all the time. People say, it's so hard for me to witness. Just tell them what you believe. If you don't believe anything, don't tell them anything. If you believe it, tell them. Don't sit there. I don't care if they're family members. I don't care. It's a, if it's a family get-together, whatever it is. We had a wonderful family get-together yesterday on Rachel's third birthday. And she wouldn't even speak to me today. <laughs> She'd come running up there and she went to her other papaw. What's he got that I don't have? Let me tell you folks. We had a good time yesterday. But I won't tell you, if I'd have seen anything that I didn't like, I'd have said something. And all of you know it. I would have. I'd have said something. Some Bible scholars say that there were thirty thousand gods. In the city of Athens, 30,000 plus of gods in the city of Athens. I'm talking about just statues and, and, and idols and such and such as this. And Paul let it be known that they even had a, a statue to the unknown God. And he said, I'm here to tell you about that unknown God. I'm here to introduce you to him. Preacher was, the, the apostle was no sightseer, but was a preacher of the truth. While others saw the city as a glorious sight, and they had many visitors. People loved to come to see all of the hoopla and all the religiosity that went on there in Athens. Just like people can't wait to get to Athens today up in, up in Georgia so they can party. While others say the city, while others saw the city as a glorious sight, the great apostle saw the city given over to idolatry. Everywhere. Statues everywhere. They worshiped everything. Everything that could be thought of was worshiped in Athens. Beautiful sight. All the temples and, and all the places that they had to worship. Beautiful sight. Great place to go and visit. But Paul saw it differently. Even today, if one will take the time to visit the place where many love to go, they will find many heathen devotions that are not of God. You'll find them today. I don't care where you go today. You'll find them. You'll find them. This alone should stir the spirit of a child of God. Lastly, this morning, Paul set up his own pulpit in the midst of the heathen. Paul didn't need this thing here. Wouldn't it be something you had to carry this around with you? Paul didn't need this thing here to preach. He didn't need a beautiful, nice building to preach in. What did he do? He stood there on Mars Hill and he preached. He preached to those people. Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, You men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. You're too superstitious. That's enough to get him killed right there. This was even after he had been in the synagogue preaching to them. And he'd been in the marketplace preaching to them. And he got on Mars Hill, now he's preaching to them about Jesus and the resurrection. Those there had already called him a babbler. They said, You're a babbler. What are you babbling about? What's he babbling about? Have I ever been called a babbler? Yeah, not too long ago. One of the men I drank coffee with called me a babbler. He said, Don't get the babbler started. I just preached a funeral, on one of my coffee drinkers last week, week four last, maybe. They called him a babbler, and they set her forth of strange things. Did they do Jesus the same way? Did Jesus the same way? They told him, they said, you're preaching a strange doctrine. Let me tell you, folks, today there's a lot of strange doctrine in the Bible that a lot of people never heard. You'll say, do I have anybody to talk to? Oh, as somebody told me one time, say everybody around me saved. I don't have anybody to talk to. Oh, you got somebody to talk to. There's plenty of people out there to talk to. I'm gonna pick this up next week. I'm gonna finish this message. And I pray that God will give all of us the boldness to take a stand for the truth wherever we go. And I pray if there's any here today that know not Jesus and the free pardon of sin, I pray today that you'll come to know Jesus before you leave this building. You'll come to know Jesus as your Savior. If it hasn't happened, you'll come to know it. I pray that God will see fit to convict you and show you your need of salvation. All right. Let's all stand, if you would. I ask Reggie to come up here.